We're back with another edition of the Base Path Podcast brought to you by New England Baseball Journal. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dan Guttenplan. We're hitting the peak of summer baseball season with the Area Code Games tryouts in full swing and so many travel teams beginning to head down south for the biggest national tournaments of the summer. In the midst of all that, we snuck in some news last week. Worcester Academy announced the hiring of a new coach to replace Jim McNamara, former St. John Shrewsbury standout and current NEB coach Mike Abraham recently accepted the position. Mike is connecting with us by Zoom today. Welcome to the pod, Mike. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Excited to be on. Yeah, congratulations on your new position. Uh, we had Chris Margraf from um, Lawrence Academy in a couple of weeks ago, and he mentioned, you know, he started around when he was your age, and then uh, now he's starting to become one of the elder statesmen in New England prep baseball. Um, you know, and it's a big growth process for him. He was mentioning you're going to be one of the youngest prep coaches in New England. What made the the Worcester Academy job so appealing for you? Um, I think first and foremost, uh, you know, it's, I'm, I'm from Worcester. Uh, I was born in Worcester. I still live in Worcester. Um, I, I actually live probably about 60 seconds from Gaskell Field, our home field. Um, so, you know, growing up and, and seeing Worcester Academy, uh, you know, playing youth basketball two minutes from campus. Um, you know, I didn't go there, but, you know, you, you were always around, uh, you know, the program. Um, I, I think it was uh, the, the timing. Um, it, it was an absolute no brainer. And what was the hiring process like for you? Was it were you at all connected to the program or like the, you know, man in waiting or did it was it a pretty standard? Hey, you're going to interview like everybody else. Um, you know, I, I have a relationship with Jim um, McNamara, um, you know, known him for, for a while. Um, you know, we've obviously had here at NEB, we've had players come from there, but, uh, you know, pretty, pretty straightforward interview process. Um, you know, it, it was obviously a very coveted job. It's, it's a great school. Um, it's a great program. Mac did an unbelievable job with it. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I was just uh, fortunate enough to, to be the guy they chose. Yeah. When you say it was a pretty standard interviewing process, um, what is that like for those of us who haven't been through that? Is it like, uh, do you have to meet with the, you know, the president of the school or do you, is it former players, alumni? What, what is it like? Yeah. Um, I, so just sat down with, uh, with Ed Riley, uh, the AD. Um, and you know, we had a, had a long conversation, um, started with a first with a phone call, just, you know, an introduction, uh, introduction, um, you know, us kind of getting to know each other a little bit, him understanding me, and then my coaching philosophies, um, you know, some things I've done in the past, and also, you know, what my plans would be uh, kind of for the program, you know, moving forward. Um, they, they were obviously in the middle of the season, um, so, you know, you didn't want to interrupt the season. So um, went into the summer um, and, you know, met, met with Ed a second time. Um, and, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, they – they offered the position to me, um, you know, and it was a, a decision I thought long and, and hard about when, um, you know, obviously uh, decided to, to accept it. Yeah, I guess, you know, when you mentioned they asked about your coaching philosophy, there's a lot to that, especially at the prep level where, you know, you want to establish a culture where you're going to be uh, pumping out kids who are going off to play in college. You know, the recruiting is such a big part of it. Uh, there's the in-game philosophy, everything like that. How, how would you describe your coaching philosophy? Uh, well, I think you, you said the word, probably the best thing we do at, at Northeast Baseball. 
um, that, you know, I think is going to be my number one goal to take Worcester Academy is culture um, and, and creating an environment, um, not only for, you know, high level baseball players, but to, to create high level humans um, and, and productive members of, of society. Um, I, I think that's a, a big part of who I am um, and, and what I what I like to teach. So obviously all the baseball things are important, but, uh, you know, understanding, um, you know, how to do the little things in life. Um, you know, it, it seems cliche, it seems corny, um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm a true believer. And if you, if you do a lot of little things right, they ultimately lead to big things. Um, so I, I think my main coaching philosophy, it, it has nothing even really to do with baseball. Um, it, it's about being a, a good person um, first and foremost. And, um, you know, I think Worcester, we have a great opportunity to, to do that in, in a great community also. Um, we have so many, you know, schools and, and different charities and organizations that, you know, we can have an effect on, um, and, and really try and become, you know, kind of the, the, the baseball team of Worcester, uh, in a sense. I don't know if you agree with this. I, I've found in the last, you know, maybe five years or so, it seems like prep and high school coaches are starting to work more in collaboration with travel ball coaches, just because, uh, the recruiting season is really the summer. You know, you're not getting yeah. college coaches out in the spring because they have their own games and practices yeah. and everything like that. And so where I felt like it used to be like, hey, high school coaches, travel coaches, butting heads, like this is the way we want to teach things. This is the – do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, no, I think it's – there's definitely been a blending of the lines. Um, and I think that's incredibly important. Um, whether you like travel baseball – or you dislike travel baseball, um, it's, it's here and it's real. And it's a, it's a part of, uh, the baseball world now it's a part of youth baseball. Um, so I think the, the, the best programs I would say tend to have a, a good connection with their, you know, the kids travel baseball programs. And that's not to say one is better than the other. Um, you know, I, I think you need a healthy combo because I, I think fighting for a championship, you know, playing with, you know, teammates for four years, like there's, there's incredible value to that. Um, but there's also incredible value to, you know, being able to showcase yourself in the summer and travel around the country and, you know, play different kids and, and measure yourself um, against, you know, some of the best players in the country. Um, so I, I definitely feel like it's getting better. I, I think we still have some ways to go. Um, but I, I think it's incredibly important for, for those lines to, you know, to get closer. Um, and I think it's a, it's a benefit to the kids. Um, and I think that's, I would hope that's, that's what every coach is, is doing it for is, you know, to, to help better, um, these young men. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. I wanted to, uh, just let our listeners know you're coming to us from the NEB facility. So any background noise you might hear that's, you know, guys taking batting practice and, you know, working out. So, Baseball sounds. We appreciate those. Yeah. Um, now I wanted to ask, what what are you doing with NEB this summer? Obviously, you're going to continue to work full time with NEB. What's your role there, and what what are your plans for the next few? It's an important part of the the travel ball season. So, what are your plans for the summer? Yeah. So, uh, coaching our 16U team, uh, the Jays right now been been with the 16s for the past few years. Um, kind of bounced around between a couple different teams uh, for us prior to then. Um, so, you know, busy with those guys. Uh, we leave for Atlanta on Friday um, and play in the WWBA. Um, we just played in the Boston Open this past weekend. We were in Alabama prior to that. So 
Um, you know, a lot of my summer is, you know, with, with those guys, uh, you know, we travel on the road together. So, you know, we're in a hotel for, you know, a week, but, you know, 20, 25 of us, um, you know, and it's, it's, it's incredible. It's great experiences, um, you know, for them and, and for myself as well. So, a lot of it's doing that. Um, you know, we're, we're in the process of also doing our tryouts for next season. Um, so, you know, we're doing a lot of individual tryouts at our facility. Um, we have some team tryouts, group tryouts coming up in the next few weeks. Um, and then, you know, making sure, uh, you know, doing a lot of our social media work and, um, you know, still doing lessons and, and stuff during, during the day, during the week uh, when we're around. So uh, summer is our busy season. So, you know, we're doing four or five different things at once. Um, but, you know, myself, Matt, uh, Matt Kruger and Scott Patterson, you know, we really try and make it a point, um, you know, to, to be around here as much as we can. Uh, and even when we're, you know, we're on the road, we're, we're still connected and, and still doing our best to, you know, improve the program. Well, now you mentioned the tournament in Atlanta. Um, I've heard from people that said that's like, you know, it's so much fun to go down there and play. It's so much fun for parents, you know, to go and watch their kids against the best of the best. Uh, you know, people are saying, you got to get down there. Those are the, those are the biggest tournaments of the year. Uh, what's different about, because it seems like uh, that, you know, you have all these teams playing in new England in these big tournaments. And then, you know, they go down to Atlanta or they go down to Fort Myers, different, you know, different age groups play in different places. What, it, what makes that tournament different from what you'll see up here in new England? I think the, the number one thing that stands is facilities. Um, some of these high school fields um, you go down south are incredible. Um, you know, we, we're starting to get a lot, some nicer, uh, nicer fields, some stadiums um, up here, some more turf fields. But, uh, you know, pretty much every single place you go down there is a, is a beautiful surface. And then, you know, obviously secondary is, is you know, the competition. Um, you know, I think the, the top talent in New England, I think, can go up against any anywhere in the country. Um, I, I think the South is probably a bit a bit deeper. Um, so, you know, being able to to play different competition is always important. Um, and then for us, it's, you know, for having so many kids that want to play college baseball and have played college baseball, you're, you're trying to simulate what a college experience is going to be like. So. You know, they're traveling with their teammates. They're on the plane with their teammates. They're staying in hotels with their teammates. They're eating meals with their teammates. Um, you know, some parents for us go, uh, I, I would say, as they get older, not as many go. Um, and even if they do go, they, you know, they go to enjoy it. Um, you know, they're, they're allowing their kids to, to decide, hey, is, is playing college baseball for me? Because it's hard. You know, whether you play Division One, Two, Three, Juco, it's hard. It's a commitment. So, you know, being on the road, having to get up on your own, having to get up for breakfast, still getting your lifts in, um, you know, it, it's a great test um, for young athletes to see, is, is this what I really want to do? Is this how I really want to spend my college career? And what about the scouting scene? I was at um, Fenway the other night. There was an area code games tryout and Cape League yeah. workouts there all day. Um, and, you know, always in those scenes, they're, you know, 30, 40, 50 scouts behind home plate with uh guns you know getting velo readings uh what is it like you know when you get down to those w wba events are there scouts meeting with your guys you know after games or in the hotel or anything like that um yeah well i you know you have certain recruiting you know things that you, you can and can't do mm -hmm. um 
So not always meeting, but you know, there, there's always coaches at games. And I, I think it's different for every team. If you have a good team, you have good players, there's going to be more coaches there. Um, so, um, you know, we were at Alabama um, and, you know, we had, we were able, we were very lucky. We had Vanderbilt, UNC, Florida Gulf Coast, um, University of Cincinnati, uh, Elon, you know, all those schools at one game for us. Um, and, you know, we, we, they may be there to see us. They may be there to see the other team, but regardless, they're there. And, you know, the kids are getting an opportunity to play in front of these guys, um, whether they go there or not, you know, that that's to be decided, but um, to to be in that position, to, you know, play in front of some, some big time schools. And, um, you know, it's, it's good uh, because it, you know, forces the kids to play with a little bit of pressure, um, you know, under a little bit different microscope. Um, but it also, you know, shows you don't get those opportunities in New England. You know, I, I don't think UNC is, is coming to Massachusetts all the time. Um, you know, some other schools are, but it, it's just, it's a different, it's, it's a different vibe. It's a different energy playing in the South. Um, it, it really is. Um, it's hard to explain, um, but it's, there's always excitement. Everybody always wants to play. Um, it's really hot. So, you, you know, you got to kind of find out the guys who are, who are prepared for it, but um, you know, there, there's, there's nothing better than, than traveling and playing in a tournament, um, whether it's Hoover, Hoover, Alabama, Fort Myers, um, you know, Atlanta, uh, they do a great job. Yeah. Historically, or I would say at least over the last, you know, few years, half decade or so, uh, NAB is probably fared as well as anybody at those national tournaments in terms of, you know, advancing to the round of 16 or, you know, making some deeper runs out of group play. Um, does it ever feel to you, you know, sometimes I'm talking to, you know, either directors of other programs around New England or coaches of other program, uh, travel programs around New England. And you'll hear them say stuff like, you know, we don't recruit players from outside the region. This is local, you know, player development system. We focus on that. And I'm always kind of thinking in the back of my head, like, are they saying what separates them from NEV or that, you know, is this some type of jealousy or judgment? Do you feel, do you feel that or do you hear that at all? Um, I, I think, you know, I think part of the reason why, um, you know, our program is where it is. And, um, you know, obviously Scott has done an, an unbelievable job building relationships with schools and, um, you know, again, creating a culture um, with NEV that I think from the outside, you know, you think we're one thing. Um, but if, if you step foot inside our facility or you play on one of our teams, I I think you, you get a totally different experience. Um, but I, I think we overall, um, you know, we try and focus on ourselves. You know, we, we can't control, um, you know, what other programs or, you know, people think about us. Um, and that's not our, you know, that's not our focus. Our focus is on our players um, and, and doing the best for our players and, and trying to get them into schools um, and using baseball to, you know, get them into schools that maybe they otherwise wouldn't have been able to get into. Um, and, you know, I think Jeff Sullivan's done a great job for us, you know, getting some, some different players, you know, the Brett Beatty's of the world, um, you know, number one prospect for the Mets um, who, who played for our race team a few years back, um, you know, not from Massachusetts, but a kid who fit, right in with, with our culture and, and, and our, our program. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, I think it's a good thing. Um, you know, it gives a different experience for, for our new England kids too. Um, you know, uh, Brett and, and Ryan Cervoni played at Northeastern, 
um, you know, became good buddies. You know, when, when other, when else would you be able to, you know, a kid from Boston and a kid from uh, Texas, you know, become good friends. Um, and it's from playing in tournaments and, and playing the great game of baseball. Um, so, you know, I, I think traveling and I think trying to find the best players um, that, that fit w- within what we're trying to do is, um, is something we're never going to stop doing. Um, and, and something that, uh, you know, has brought us a lot of success. Yeah, because it does, it does give you a bigger stage. You know, if you, if you are taking the best player from Texas or, you know, a couple of great players from the South and putting them with the new England guys, then maybe they're making deeper runs in these tournaments and they're getting a chance to play in front of more scouts, you know, once they get out of group play. So, you know, I don't think there's one way to do it. I think, you know, everybody does it differently and it doesn't make it right or wrong. Um, in terms of recruiting, you know, because that, like, like you said, it's big in the summer, but you do want to help your guys, you know, at Worcester Academy. Do you feel like you have established, you know, some some inroads for guys and uh, kind of a feeder system with, or in terms of your relationships with college coaches? Yeah, I think definitely just from, you know, being around, um, you know, ha- having some pretty good teams in the past, um, you know, and having good players, like everything stems from good players, you know, we're, we're nothing without, you know, quality players. Um, so having those guys and, um, I think being honest with coaches, I think that's something we really take pride in. Um, you know, if we don't think somebody can necessarily play at your school, we're not going to tell you that they can. Um, I think that's, that's done a lot for our relationships with schools. And, um, you know, it's definitely something that, um, you know, I'll continue to do at Worcester and, um, you know, doing whatever we can to, to help help our guys continue to move forward in their career careers uh, academically and athletically. The Base Path Podcast will be back after these messages. Looking to keep up with all the latest news and information on New England baseball? New England Baseball Journal and BaseballJournal.com are the premier resources for information and inspiration on the New England baseball scene. Have every issue of New England Baseball Journal, the magazine, delivered to your home or office. And don't forget to stay in the game every day with a digital subscription to BaseballJournal.com to receive baseball coverage on clubs, college commits, prep and high school, Division 1, 2, and 3 colleges, showcases, rankings, and much more. Get in the game and behind the scenes now by going to BaseballJournal.com Just click on the subscribe button and start the subscription that is right for you today. New England Baseball Journal is a Siemens Media publication. Siemens Media. Inspiring. Informative. Insightful. Are you serious about playing your sport in college? Do you need a flexible education that allows you to maintain your practice and competition schedules while also preparing you to succeed at the next level? You should check out the University of Nebraska High School. UNHS is accredited and offers more than 100 online courses, including NCAA-approved courses to protect your academic eligibility. Students could earn a UNHS diploma or take a single course for transfer credit. Courses are college prep, self-paced, and available 24-7, 365. Enroll anytime and take up to a year to complete a course. Visit highschool.nebraska.edu today. 
This fall, Quincy College in Quincy, Massachusetts drops the puck on its first ever hockey season in the City of Presidents, just 10 minutes from Boston. The Granite, as they're known, will play in the CHF Collegiate Hockey Federation against Babson, Mass Maritime, Nichols, Sacred Heart, and D3 programs at UNH and Farmingdale State in New York. The Quincy College Granite will be well coached. Kyle Robertson has been coaching regional junior teams for 20 years, and over 100 of his players have gone on to NCAA programs. Kyle's assistant is Matt Gibbs who's been coaching at North Quincy High for 12 years and won three titles there. Three years ago, he was the MIAA Coach of the Year. And as far as the educational part, Quincy College has a lot to offer. 37 different two-year degrees, and it's super affordable. There's even a new four-year business management degree that costs much less than other four-year schools. Want to make some history in a first-year hockey program? Now's your chance. Get more info at quincycollege.edu forward slash hockey. And you're walking into a pretty good situation there at Worcester Academy. When you know, speaking of recruiting, you've got Maverick Rizzy. He was pitching at Fenway the other night when I was there uh, for the high school prospects team. He's a 24, so you're going to have him for probably two more years. He's committed to UConn. Uh, he's a really good prospect. And then Gabe Pitts is another one. He's a Central Connecticut State commit. He's a 23, so you'll have him this year. And then TJ Power, who's basically the top Massachusetts basketball recruit, uh, big guy and a great pitcher. You know, he's been yeah. he's been solid. So there's plenty there. What are, what are you expecting, uh, you know, as you walk in in terms of talent? I mean, I, I'm super excited. Um, you know, been been talking to some of the guys over the past week or so um, and, and really excited to, to get going with them. Um, super talented group. Um, you know, we have six seniors coming back. Um, and you know, the, the goal is, is to win, you know, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, you know, I think we have the talent, um, you know, we got a couple kids coming in, um, and to, that are, you know, hopefully going to help us out. And, uh, I, I think we're going to hit the ground running. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about this group and, and getting to know them better, um, you know, as, as people and as players and, uh, you know, like you said, we, we have, you know, some, some really good arms, you know, as well. Um, you know, we, we, sh- we should be deep. Uh, we, I know we're going to be talented. We're going to play hard. Um, I can guarantee that. Um, and, you know, hopefully the rest takes care of itself. Worcester was 20, or excuse me, they were 14 and 8 last spring. I think they finished third in the CNEP. I always forget letters here, but it's, um, yeah. you know, CNEPS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, uh, the other teams in there that are s- historically good, Phillips Andover is obviously always kind of up at the top. Never of heard that. Of them. Yeah, right. Uh, Deerfield, Phillips Exeter, Dexter, all those schools, very good programs, good coaches, good returning players. Uh, mm. What's the landscape look like going into next year? Do you have relationships with any of those coaches? Uh, you know, a couple of them, um, you know, just from, from the travel circuit. And, uh, you know, we have kids in our you know NAB program that are, um, you know, sp- spread out, you know, kind of all over the place, all over New England. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, relationships will, will continue to grow, um, you know, as, you know, you play more games and, um, you know, so that, that's another part I'm, I'm excited for, um, you know, to, to get into this kind of new uh, avenue, if you will. Um, uh, but, you know, a lot of great coaches, a lot of great players in the entire league. Um, you know, obviously Andover is, uh, you know, been kind of the top dog um but you know 
change never hurts. Yeah. In terms of in-game philosophy, um, you know, and everybody, every coach is pretty flexible with that. You know, there's nobody that if you have a bunch of 240 pound first baseman that you're going to say, Oh, we're going to try to steal, you know, 10 bases a game or anything like that. But in-game philosophy, is there anything that, you know, you'll always do or your teams will always do, or are you pretty flexible that way? Um, well, I think, you know, you kind of have to base everything on your team. Um, you know, what you have, I think it's a lot easier for one, one guy to adjust than for 20. Um, but you know, the, the expectation is, you know, we're, we're going to play hard, uh, all the time. Um, you know, first pitch, the last pitch. Um, so, you know, that's, that's the most important thing in my eyes. Um, and you know, that's going to be on the base pass. That's going to be defensively. Um, you know, the, the hope is to play fast, um, to, to be aggressive. Um, and you know, you got to play situational baseball, um, obviously, uh, you know, especially, you know, you, you get late in games and, um, you know, you, you get into playoffs, uh, you know, it's, a, it's about winning games. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll obviously, you know, create a little bit more direct of a philosophy as, you know, we start to learn the team more um, and the individuals. But um, again, we're going to play really hard uh, and, I, and I'm really excited about that. Hey, one of your guys uh, with NEB, I just thought of this, um, Alex Clemmy, yeah, just got selected as one of 40 players to earn a spot on the U18 national team. Yeah. What's, what has his development been like in your program? Um, he's, this is his third year with us. Um, you know, obviously, had, a, had a, probably his, his most innings pitched this high school season, um, which for Bishop Hendrickson, which I think was you know, outstanding for him. Um, but it's, you know, he obviously committed at a really young age. Um, so it, it's been careful, I would say. Um, you know, our, our pitching quarter, John DeRoyne, has done a, a great job, um, you know, hel- helping guide him, um, you know, making sure he's healthy, you know, making sure he understands his body. Um, because it's easy when you, you come out at 15 and you're throwing low 90s, everybody wants you to throw and throw and throw. Um, so being able to make decisions, um, you know, for himself to – and helping guide him in those decisions where, you know, the goal isn't necessarily to, to be the greatest 15 year old in the country or the greatest 17 year old country. The, you know, his goal is to be, you know, a pro for a long time. Um, so, you know, you can't be a pro at 15 at 16. So, you know, it's about doing the little things, you know, making sure his grades are right, you know, making sure again, he, he's healthy um, and, and developing how, how to pitch um, and, and not just only throw. Um, and he's, obviously done an outstanding job of that over the last six months um, and and is only going to keep getting better. The 2022 MLB draft is coming up here in the next week or so. Um, Are you pretty dialed in on, on prospects heading into this year's draft or? Uh, Yes and no. Um, You know, I think, you know, you always kind of have a, have an eye on it, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, about some of our guys, um, you know, hopeful about some of our guys, um, I have no control over that though. So, you know, a lot of my focus, especially in the summer is on our, our guys that are playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's always, you know, we've had a lot of, our guys have had a lot of success in the draft, especially, you know, the last few years. Um, so, you know, we're, we're always keeping an eye on it, uh, uh and, and excited about helping out guys, you know, whenever we can. I just saw yesterday, uh, Reggie Crawford. I don't know if, are you familiar with him? Yeah. Yeah, UConn? UConn, yeah. yeah. Possible first round prospect. Yeah, he announced he committed to Tennessee the, within like a week of the draft. He had been at UConn for three years, I think. 
Uh, and to me, I was like, I think that's a leverage play, you know, that like say, yeah. you say you're going to go to Tennessee and then a professional team has to say, all right, what will it take to sign you? And that, you know, it's kind of a negotiation strategy. Is that, is that the way you saw that? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think all of these, you know, transfer portal situations are different, but you know, I, I think we're definitely living in a time where, you know, athletes are being more empowered. Um, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Um, you know, and you, you do have to look out for yourself. Um, so yeah, you know, I don't know in this situation, you know, I, I don't want to say whether it was or it wasn't. Um, but I, I would say there's definitely, you know, situations where, where guys are, you know, seeing what's out there and seeing if they can use, you know, leverage. Uh, you know, I, I'm not here to say whether that's right or wrong. Um, I, I would presume he's going to end up uh, with a professional team rather than in Knoxville. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a crazy time in recruiting. It, yeah. it is a crazy time in college baseball. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I agree with you. But whatever he can do to increase that leverage is fine by me. It's I'm not yeah. I'm not being critical of him at all. If that's what's no. what's going on, um, parents in baseball. That's been a, a hot topic for, uh, for our guests this year. Whether it's yeah. um, you know they want their kids getting more playing time, or they're chirping at you know umpires, or even their own kids during games. Have you seen more of that? Has it gotten more difficult to kind of manage parents? have to say we have really good parents and and we don't have you know you're gonna have you, you can't make everybody happy um and some people are just i think some people are happy being unhappy um uh but uh, we have really good parents and you know I, I think if you're honest with people uh you know it's it's a lot easier to to navigate through that um but you know i've i've coached our 12 year old team for the last five or six years um and you definitely hear and, and see some things that uh, make you take a step back um, and, and wonder, uh, you know, are, are you here for the kids? Are you here for yourself? Um, you know, I, I think that's, that's always a tough, tough thing when the parents want to be there maybe more than the kids or forcing the kids. Um, but, you know, in regards to us, you know, NEV parents, uh, you know, they're great. Um, you know, they, they do a great job of, you know, trusting us. It, it takes a lot of trust to play for us um, and, and understanding because we do do things a little bit differently. So trusting that we know what we're doing and we're, we're doing what's best for your, your, your child to play college baseball. That's what, that's what we're doing at the end of the day. Um, it may not always seem like the greatest thing at, at the time, but um, you know, everything's coming from a good heart, you know, meeting the Worcester parents, you know, obviously those relationships might be a bit different. Um, but, you know, I'm excited to get to know them, um, you know, and, and hopefully we could build something great. Right on. Um, in terms of, I, I actually saw on your website, uh, the NEV website, uh, tryouts are at the end of July. I always think that's like the, the landmine for parents when they're paying for the the tryouts and they're like, I want my kid on this team. Yeah. Um, so yeah, good luck with that coming up. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Now I just saw this week. I don't even know if this applies to prep schools as much as, um, you know, high, high school, public and private schools. The NFHS is allowing jewelry for baseball players. This, when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's kind of a nothing announcement. But then over the course of the last few days, everybody's like, oh, you know, some people love the idea that they're going to be able to wear jewelry. Some people are against it. What's your take on that? I think, uh, you know, kind of going back to the last question about athletes being empowered, you know, I think 
I think kids are, are, are you know, different um, now and, you know, they're motivated differently. Um, you know, I, I don't see the, the huge deal with it. You know, obviously there's some safety concerns there. Um, you know, there, you know, I don't think you should have a, you know, be wearing a, a Cuban link, you know, outside of your chain, you know, maybe not be Alex Verdugo with all the chains. Um, but, you know, I think kids today want to express themselves um, and, and you have to allow them to be themselves. Um, you can't force them to be who you want them to be. Um, they have, they're too smart. They have too many resources. Um, there's too much knowledge out there. So um, I, I think in a way, if, you know, you're allowing a little bit of individuality, um, I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing at all. No, I agree with you. It's um, yeah. As long as it's not a safety concern, I don't really see the problem. Yeah. And I think every team can, you know, I think every team's going to have their own, you know, coaches will probably have their own rules. Right. Um, so, you know, you may have a generic rule, but um you know, I think every coach is probably going to be a little bit different in how they handle that. Yeah. Well, Mike, thank you so much. Uh, this has been a, a, a definitely a fun interview to do, and I, I'm looking forward to tracking you guys at Worcester Academy. You have a lot uh, coming back, so that'll be fun to watch. But thank you for taking the time. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Thank you guys uh, for having me on. I uh, really appreciate it. Um, you guys do a great job, uh, you know, promoting, you know, the baseball around New England. So, Excited to be here and uh, go Worcester. Right on. Well, thanks to Mike Abraham for connecting with us by Zoom. Rate, review, subscribe to the Base Path Podcast on your preferred platform. Thanks to our producer, Steve Safran. The Base Path Podcast is a Siemens Media production. <laughs>